Welcome to the episode 12 of Moshi Moshi. Please welcome our guest for this week, Flu, and our host, Tono. So what's up, Tono? Is it Tono or Teeny or Tiny or um, <laughs> Titty? What's the, what's the name there? Just Tono, man. Tono, man. Okay, Tono, man. I got it. What's up? How you doing, man? It's Saturday. It is Saturday, my dudes. Man, I just bit my tongue. Dude, what the fuck? If you see me, if you hear me sterile, it's just my tongue. It's it's, it's been bleeding. (laughs) You bit your tongue so hard that you're bleeding? Yep. That's so stupid. Jesus, dude. There's nothing fancy about the food either. I mean, I was just eating Popeye's and yeah, that's one bit of chicken got me into this. You know, there's like there's like uh, homes that you can go to where like <laughs> if, you, if you can't take good enough care of yourself like they can take care of you for you, you know? Send me the address. Maybe I'll come there. Yeah, there's like it's just search Google nursing homes, and then you know, that's maybe isn't that's it just, isn't it just so pathetic and you know kind of desperate for somebody who's not that old <laughs> to go there? Absolutely. Um, what's fun? What's funny is that like there's a there's a few different people that I've known over time. That have actually broken their femur, and or or some other huge bone, like one broke their hip, one broke their femur, and instead of recovering in like a classic hospital, they were put inside of a, a an assisted living facility to recover. And these were like athletes and stuff, but they were put in in homes like that to recover because they're like, you know, the 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 services there are already centered around people who who can't really uh, do everything for themselves. Kind of interesting. Is that because they, they specifically requested it or they just being sent there by the hospital because of, you know, lacking of space or just something surrender? No, it's, it's just because they, um, their specific services were, were found to be, like, the best for that sort of recovery. Yeah, stay stay there for how long? Like a couple of months, or just until yeah. when they can a few months. get back. Yeah, that's good though. You get to hang out with um, older wise people, <laughs> so you don't uh, break yourself again. All right, uh, I think we can move mostly music down, leave the stage, and uh, should we start? Okay. So the, you said that, um, or sorry, you you sent out the the tweet already. Uh, I would have to ask Remy about that. I, I think we are streaming both on Discord and Twitter at the same time. Um, oh. So as soon as we start, it's gonna stream on Twitter as well. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I think we just say start one, two, three, and then Remy will turn on the stream. Um, that's, I believe that's how it works. <laughs> First time being here, man, I mean, Sunfire forced me 
to be here. So yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So just if I say something stupid or you know, just not along, I say yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, that's kind of an that's kind of an interesting way to way to go about it. Um, All right, so, okay, um, so I think we we should get started. Uh, hey everyone, this is Tono from Portal, and this is the episode 12 of Mostly Mostly Show, where we invite cool people from the crypto ecosystem over for a random chat, no agenda, you know, no question um, whatsoever. So we can just have the conversation going on randomly, just like that. And today we have Flu, the man, the myth, the legend. Was, uh, I think he's all over the crypto space. He's been, you know, affiliated with the uh, Masons and Harmony One and recently Pindora and Near. So that's pretty much about it. And so maybe we can just, you know, skip what I talked earlier and, you know, start over by telling us about who you are and what you're doing right now. Okay. Um, well, as you said, I'm Flu. Uh, I have been a, b- a bunch of places um but mostly you know dfk uh harmony um uh bite masons and and now granary um granary is like a lending platform that uh is is hopes to be one day a revenue sharing lending platform in the same vein as like geist or blizz except for we have a really big difference that we want to make sure that we never uh, follow down the same path, which is that we want to make sure that it's all community focused. So the the bulk of the benefit from the lending platform and the token, for that matter, the bulk of that benefit actually needs to go to our users and not to ourselves. And I think that's the the really important the really important part with granary. Um, we named it Granary because we wanted to wanted it to have like a, a simple farming vibe, um, and especially for a multi-chain experience. Uh, no matter what, whichever chain that you come from, there's always people who see themselves as farming, as farmers, um, yield farmers, whatever. Like there's so many different terms for the same thing, um, which is to watch that money that money grow and that's exactly the type of of vibe that we're going for is the simple farming vibe so that's that's who i am um i've done a lot of stuff in a bunch of different places uh i have a a pretty i have a pretty solid record of of not being involved in 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 rugs or, or anything shady so that's good to know man i mean um we're trying to do something new during, uh, to experiment with a uh, new type of content here. So for each mostly uh, show, we're going to have a type of written transcript of um, the talk so we can get the story and uh, turn it into a written page. Um, so maybe we can go over to um, the story of, you know, I think there's something people really want to hear and read about is the story of how you got into crypto and what got you into this and you know how it evolved from uh where you started and where you are today okay um as far as crypto uh i started in crypto back in 
2012, 2013 era. Um, and the way that I got involved in crypto is that I had read the, the original white paper, like Satoshi's vision sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like a new monetary system. And no one, no government owns it. Just like the people are going to own it. Like, like this is, this is something that, that is, is coming up from, from like, it was my first introduction into what you would call like decentralization. Um, and it was just, it was mind blowing to me and I didn't get into it to get rich because like no one got rich off of it back then. No one. Um, it was all about having any sort of system that was not controlled by the bankers, like by the, by the big, um, people of that, like of, of the, of the traditional system. So, um, that's how, that's what got me into it is I was just like, absolutely fuck the banks. I do not like banks. I do not, I do not think that banks do anyone any good. You've got like these, these buildings in every town across, across the world that, that hold your money for you and yet can't give you all of that money if you asked for it, if everyone asked for it all at one time, like it's a, it's a weird system. It's a, it's a system that's propped up on, on things like just belief and, and more correctly, it's backed up on a series of, of insurance policies, um, that are spread across a bunch of different governmental, uh, agencies and everything. And it just, it was a really weird thing to me to be like, okay, well, and I started researching it, looking into it, and that's that's really what brought me into crypto. And then on and off, uh, I was involved over time, just like as an investor. And then uh, back whenever BSC was kind of going nuts, I, I jumped in, started doing some some play to earn type games that I was helping with. I was ghostwriting white papers for teams that weren't from the United States and needed some help on their English. Uh, ghostwriting their their white papers, ghostwriting their their sites, ghostwriting their their other stuff. I was I was a representative for them in in Discord, and I started modding Discords, and so I started to get paid for that. Um, I started to get paid for those white papers, and then finally, I took a lot of that experience that I had built up over there on BSC and and gaming over there, and used that. To get a job, um, I shilled myself on to the DeFi Kingdoms team. And so th- from that point forward, I just started like aggressively building a brand. And so that's, get- that's kind of my story. Sorry, that was long. No, no, man. It's- just keep going on because we really want to hear about it. And I think your story is kind of interesting. You've been through a lot of ups and downs and... Uh, you know, with both the projects and the foundations, and you know, I think we can, you know, try to get some dots <laughs> on that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm I'm curious about the time you were at uh, DeFi Kingdom because I I think you know we are at Portal. We kind of have a similar plot where we combine DeFi and Metaverse into one, and DeFi Kingdom is kind of another example of how it's done, but it's not the optimal way. So just what's your thoughts on that? 
so I was with DeFi Kingdoms for the first uh, six months of, of its existence. I kind of split ways with them over a few differences of opinion um, that kind of came to a head whenever I tagged the FBI as a joke. Uh, and they were like, oh, no, you can't, you can't do that. That makes people uncomfortable. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, DeFi Kingdoms was, uh, I think DeFi Kingdoms was one of the first times that people or that anyone really took a super gamified interface and just attached it to something really boring, being like the Uniswap front end, and was just like, this is what's possible if you, if you put a good enough wrapper on, on things, and, and you really start to aggressively gamify financial uh, decisions, financial uh, products. And that's that's what I think that DeFi Kingdoms did really really well. Um, the part where it fell apart is that they, whenever they moved over to Avalanche, um, I guess that they thought that all a lot of the traffic over there would be additive traffic and not just the same traffic, just on a different network. So it would be like new people that hadn't had no way of interacting before because they were stuck over on Harmony and. I was kind of like, guys, if they, like, most of our, our clients, like, they, they're fully capable of of uh, installing a custom RPC and, like, just using Harmony. Like, you're not going to get a bunch of big investors that are there just because they're on Avalanche now. Um, it's not like that's going to happen, and they, they, they kind of argued that to death. So I was like, okay. So the, um, I think the, the mistake there was just, Two twofold. One, they did not protect their initial investors with with Jewel. Um, mm. So whenever Jewel was uh, was kind of replaced over there on Avalanche by Crystal, I think that was the first major mistake. I did not believe that Crystal was necessary whatsoever. And then the second thing that they did is that they had completely incorrect assumptions about um, the type of of user that they'd have. Uh, which is that they thought that they were going to have like these chain maxis that were just completely unwilling to use um, Harmony. And the first time that they would ever consider using uh, DFK is if DFK was on Avalanche instead. And I think those those two things, not protecting your initial investors, uh, devaluing your original token, and um, kind of just assuming that all capital would be additive uh, were two major mistakes that kind of led to that that downfall a little bit. Right. So, yeah, um, about the not protecting investor part, I think I kind of feel that when, you know, all the stuff going on with Jewel and Crystal, and it feels like they're trying to issue more to, let's say, cash wrap more instead of, you know, like you say, if protecting the existing investor. So that's a kind of red flag, right? And yeah, I agree with you on that. And yeah. So now is moving on to the next one, which is we've been talking about, which is Finjora. I, I think most people listening to this might not hear about it, but um I was surprised the other day you told me that Finjora is something kind of of a big deal because when I talked to the Pindra team, I wasn't aware of, you know, kind of 
the uh, backing support for that team because I I've looked at the ecosystem there and not so many people, many depth are building products on top of their platform. So, um, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, Fedora, uh, yeah. and and just for the record, like I I support a bunch of small ecosystems. Um, I I don't I I think that really the the profit potential, most profit potential, is not in is not in products that are already well known and that everyone like if you go to someone and you're like, hey, have you heard of this? And they're like, oh yeah, of course I've heard of it. I think that most of those sort of products, if you go to someone and they're like, oh well, yes, I've heard of it. Like if if you go up to a random person on crypto Twitter and they're like, hey, you're like, hey, have you heard of Podtown? I don't think that most of them are going to be like, oh yeah, it's the greatest shit ever. Because like I, I still think that Podtown is very much like an underground success story, right? Like I think that you'd agree with me on that. Like I wouldn't say that that Podtown's like topic any top ten lists for like major influencers or anything. Right. And I think that that projects like that that have really good fundamentals that have people like Tono and Remy and um and other and others like those are the are the gems right and so i think that that's my that's my deal with with fendora with um a bunch of other things with with iota's like new new stuff assembly and and shimmer with um with a bunch of other things is that you have to look at the people that are running them and you have to be like okay are these people going to succeed because i think it's less so about the tech all the time, and I think a lot of times it's about are the people going to make this succeed? Yes or no? What are the ideas that are involved? What are the the um, the technologies that are involved? What problem are they trying to solve? Is it a real problem even? Um, and so I think that that's really the way that you have to look at it a lot of times. Um, and in Fendora's case, the problem they're trying to solve is ZK, right? Zero knowledge proofs. And they're really far along that road, and they have the tech to to do it. And the other thing is, is that they're not just counting on people coming over to their own network, and that's kind of secondary to them. It's actually uh, something where you don't have to go to the network. They can actually build using their products, using their technology on other uh, on other networks. So you could actually use. Um, the Fendora ZKP uh, tech on fin- or sorry on Ethereum, for example, and so like things like that where you actually have scalability of a technology, and you don't have to be locked into any one ecosystem, is really I think that's really important. I think that's what's going to make the difference between a technology that truly is needed and is scalable and can succeed. And a technology that is is limited by nature of oh well I have to get people to invest and and uh, build on my level my layer one first. I think that's that's really why I'm a fan of of Fendora's because of the scalability outside of its own network. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I think it's very interesting you mentioned um, investing. Sorry, investing in people instead of. You know the product because uh, for those who've been working with the traditional VC, you know that a lot of big VC will largely invest in the team behind the product instead of looking at the initial version of 
the product because uh, they have the huge belief that if the team is good and the idea is not, um, in the end, they're going to find a way to make it work or, you know, kind of pivot or do whatever it takes to survive. And that's kind of team they want to invest in. And so I think it applied to, you know, kind of web fee situation for Pintra you're mentioning here. So I think yeah, when you I, say I that, the, they, they're backed by the people. The other, the other really side of that. Yeah. Sorry, the the other side of that is that, um, I mean, you you do have to look at the the cap, like the market cap of existing cryptos whenever you're whenever you're doing investment decisions, and you're deciding how much potential any one has, um, because like it takes smaller amounts to to pump um, like lower lower cap currencies. So, like, that's that's really the other thing is that Fendora was such a such a micro cap whenever I invested in it, because um, I, I got in at like point zero zero um, something. I got point. I, I got in under like <laughs> under like the the one mark though, and so I've already pulled like a ten x on it. So it's I think it's I think it's important. I think it's um, important to look at the the overall market cap of anything that you're investing in. It's the same reason why, you know, Cardano, finally a lot of people woke up and were like, oh, Cardano actually has limited upward mobility because it's, you know, it's already huge. It's already giant. It's already a top five. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not going to go like 10x bigger anytime soon. Right. It would take so much money to push... Cardano through a 10x at this point. So it's all about your investment strategy. And I mean, like the, the, the good side of that is that it all also takes a lot of money to push it down. So um, obviously the bright side of investing in, in well-known things is that you're, you're really like, you're kind of like hedging yourself against, against risk. Um, but it's it's certainly not a growth. It's certainly not the growth strategy. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, have you seen ETH today? It's almost two grand. Yeah, I think it's already not yet passes the two k mark. Let me check. Price today. Oh yeah, it hit two. It hit two thousand nineteen earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, good. man. Pretty good, crazy. I think the uh, the bull market might come back sooner than we thought. I don't know. I don't know, man. That'd be that'd be crazy. Um, I think that if that happens, then people are gonna have to start updating those those little models and everything, and being like, you know, "This is this is what to expect from a bull and bear." I think that I think that that would mark like a new. A new, like shortest, uh, sort of cycle, sort of mark. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of seeing old type of posts on Twitter about the ratio of fear and greed. I think the fear, the fear index is getting lower, lower. So yeah, it's a good indication. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think that the fear greed index is is really interesting. Because I don't know about you, but I'm just never, I'm just never really in that, 
I'm never really in that fear marker myself. Like, I'm never in that fear range. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same, and that's how I, I lost a lot of money because um, I kind of put money in crypto recklessly. I mean, um, one day I just put 20 grand into that. Um, it's a silly mistake. But uh, um, funny story, I, I was talking to my friend, and he told me there's this kind of group project which is really brilliant to the brought up the bridge um, you know the huge the biggest bridge uh, platform for solana and we should you know put something in and then i put in 20 grand and i woke up the next day it turned into like i would say like 500 bucks <laughs> oh, <laughs> at that yeah. point i was like damn the team you know disappear and you know for at this moment, as of now, I think that money went down to 12, I think 12 or 11 bucks. So, yeah, I think I just keep it for my grandchild and someday I just, you know, drag them down and say, yeah, yeah. let me tell you a story about it. One time I, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> gotta make a big mistake. But yeah, that's fun because I, I I make mistakes like that all the time. I just I don't have this kind of you know feeling where I should and put money in. So yeah, I, I got into triples a lot for that kind of attitude in crypto. So eventually I turned into you know long term holder. I just once I buy something, I just keep it there in my wallet. I don't even look at it for you know as of now. I even I bought some tokens from the DEX and I kept it there for like two years already and I never touch it even regardless of the market condition. I think that's good for me now. I don't have to gamble into some <laughs> idiot pool. Yeah, no, I mean like that's it's very true, man, because there there's a lot there's a lot out there that's not um that's not safe. So yeah, I I don't know, man. I have uh, I have so many NFTs on Ethereum that I'm never, ever, ever going to make any profit off of because I just I just tossed in and then I just didn't pay attention. And then like a lot of them, because most of the NFTs that I tossed in money on Ethereum were just people like suggesting things to me, and I was like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and I, I guess I became I, I guess I was really becoming exit liquidity for so many different people. <laughs> that it's not even not even realistic to name them all right um yeah and and that is uh i i don't know i don't know how to ever get any of that money back you know there's like just just none at this point so i'm i'm considering listing a bunch of a bunch of nfts at like um pretty low prices just to be able to get some sort of capital back and then put that capital into into granary to just like get something and and like take take a little bit of money out and like make more responsible choices with it so yeah it's good when the project is trying to kind of think for the user and protect them instead of you know trying to do all the rough pull but uh yeah yeah i think you're the same with me when I think we kind of have the same uh, philosophy 
when investing, we don't do a lot of research into that. Maybe it's just me, but um, I just um, hear it from a friend and um, just kind of they told me this good and uh, I don't bother to check it out and just, uh, whatever, I just go with you, things like that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun, but it's bad for so yeah, let's um let's move on to something uh wanna ask about. I think you have a lot of story to tell about the time you were hammering one. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> let's um, get it on. Oh man, I Harmony Harmony was such an interesting experience because like they they were at their peak. They were at their peak. They had like kind of peak arrogance about the position that they held. Um and there it was like a top fifty top fifty crypto was pretty much the the peak, but like that meant that you were talking about like billions of dollars locked on the protocol. Um DFK was worth like a, a couple bill, billion alone. Um, so on and so forth. And like that sort of euphoria, that sort of thing, like led to them just being extraordinarily confident and they were giving out money left and right to like any project that would sit down long enough to to be able to spin up a multi-sig like it it was really really crazy it was really crazy and the the type of things that would get funding um the people who were working at harmony they didn't know much about uh about on-chain like developers on-chain sort of things so like you never knew and you never knew if they were gonna get if they were gonna get taken advantage of by some kids that just spun up some copycat idea and and chose to chose to try to cash in on that by by getting a direct grant from Harmony. Um, you never know if you never knew if someone was just gonna try to spin up some stupid DAO idea because of the the uh, the DAO's program was was super well funded and and was able to give out money at the drop of a hat um it was it was a really it was a really interesting time i guess um but yeah i i don't know i don't there's there's a lot to say about harmony but there there's also the the part where it ended is is um you know harmony uh their bridge got hacked uh 100 million dollars was stolen and then whenever the plans started to come out for hey let's let's repeg or re reback the assets and, and get the peg back and and get all this um there was so much crowdsourcing of a lot of that that like i would say that the community has done more for those efforts at this point than harmony core has easily um so i would say that that harmony is an example of a, a project that has an absolutely stellar community, like a really, really diehard community. Um, right. But but then the team itself is uh, is struggling. So um, a lot of the team that that was good uh, has left to other projects, and the the people that are left, uh, some of them are very good, but they're they're hamstrung by the existence of the the top two at Harmony, which are Stephen see Stephen say and and Li Zhang. So, so you would say 
our money is going down or will be going down because of staying on the high horse and you know chasing Harmony's right. actually been going back up the last couple of days, and because they they they've gotten some good news, they were featured in a, in a Coinbase, and a Coinbase mm-hmm. thing yesterday. Um, so like, Harmony's doing a lot better, uh, and I think they they will recover, but it's just it's gonna take a lot of time. You know, I didn't follow closely with the hack, Harmony one, but how are they solving that aftermath? Oh, the recovery plan. There's, there's no good recovery plan yet. They're, they're, they're leaving the recovery plan. Uh, it seems to the community, and they're, they're just going to support various community incentives, which is or initiatives, which I believe to be a massive mistake because they're not, they're not dedicating any amount from their, their own treasury mm-hmm. to the efforts, which I, I believe is a cop out. I'm trying to get them to donate um, a couple of board apes to a an a, uh, a a system that I want to build an auction system that I want to build on harmony using depegged assets distressed assets to bid on those on those apes because they do have nine board ape yacht club nfts and I think that those would be better suited for um going to everyone's benefit as opposed to just sitting in a multi-sig and not being used Right, so no plan and no promise to solve anything. It's just kind of vague plan to support the community like that. Yeah, extremely, extremely vague promises have been made. I mean, if l- if anything. look at ASI, look at ASI Infinity. They, you know, repay every penny that was lost from. The the biggest hack in the history. So, <laughs> and yeah, try not to yeah. put in comparison, but but the thing is, is that the the Axie hack was actually um, made whole by the uh, by like outside capital that came in, mm. and yeah. so like people have offered that outside capital to Harmony, but Harmony feels like it doesn't have anything to sell. Like it doesn't have anything to, to go forward and, and be like, Oh yeah, you know, um, this is worth this amount. This is worth this amount. Where, whereas what I say is that what you can do is you can, you can structure it more creatively than that. You could do like some sort of, of creation, um, program or like an investment program or something and then take a certain amount of of the proceeds from that and give it back to people who who choose to fund it um like there's there's a bunch of different things that you can do and i i just think that the the insistence or the seeming insistence from harmony core that there's that they've tried nothing and they're all out of options i think it's a bit I think it's a bit asinine, and it it's it doesn't really have my respect. I guess is the is the issue. Yeah, right. but it's crypto anyway. So I mean, people right now people may up maybe upset about it, but in the in the next like six to twelve months, nobody is gonna remember this hack, and you know things will be back to normal soon. 
So yeah, just how they gonna kind of trying to solve the situation right now. Yeah, unfortunately, you're really you're really correct. Like that, that's probably how it's gonna end. Is that they're not gonna do really anything satisfactory or or fantastic about it, but people are gonna forget. People are yeah. gonna see the coin go up, and they're going to ape in on the on the hope that they're gonna catch the pump. So. See, I think I think you're right. Though. I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. People are going <laughs> to are going to completely lose their memories of the past couple months. That's going to be. It's gonna be people real. are you, you're going to be surprised. People are so forgiving in crypto because today they they're losing ten hundred millions of your money, and tomorrow tomorrow they're going to be yeah. Let's build it back up. I mean. Not like, how to say, it's like people is quick to forget and, you know, be skeptical about it. So I think that's uh, something strange about this community that I've been observed. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, man. I think you're 100% right. Uh, give me one second. Right. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. Had to no, had to no. give my dog some food and water real quick. It was, uh, <laughs> you have was, a dog? Yeah, yeah. It's a Cane Corso. I I I love her, but she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> unless uh, unless you have a dog, which is kind of affectionate and you know be friend with you instead of a cat, you know, an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I have both, so I have a, I have a dog. I have one dog and one cat. And, and how's yes, your relationship cat. with the cat? Um, how's the dog's relationship with the cat, or my relationship with the cat? Your, I mean, the dog might not, you know, kind of doesn't mind. Dude, the dog, the dog loves that cat with all of its heart. Absolutely. And the cat has, the cat wants nothing to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> so classic. So, so classic. So the cat is like hissing underneath the bed as the dog is trying to like come in and just like lick the the cat and and be like, oh my god, Toffee, I love you so much. But yeah, the the, the cat's not having it. Um, but yeah, the the cat for the for humans, dude, it it it, it comes along. It it lets you lets you pet it. It's uh, it's pretty friendly. It's pretty 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 chill. Um. Mm-hmm. Do you have any dogs or cats? Is that what inspired the the um, the Nico the Neko um, NFT collection? You know the 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 cat is something kind of important important figure in the Asian kind of culture, especially in Japan. So I think we came up with something. We wanted something cute, something people want. And between the dog and the cat, the dog was kind of mainstream, and uh, we went for the cat because it's more. It has something more elegant, and you know, uh, it, it has has kind of a, a little higher status. So yeah, that's just simple like that. We went for it. You know, there, there's a funny, funny saying where. Um, the different perspective of a cat and a dog, which is uh, the dog thinks 
this person teach me, this person loves me, so he, he must be he must be God. And the cat thinks this person teach me, this person provides me a space to live, so I must be a God. Really good point. And then and, yeah. and like. I mean, the cat's not wrong, though, because, I mean, we as humans have treated cats as gods before, so it's not like, it's not like they're wrong, you know? So, um, I think we, we I, I've seen you with the biomedicine before, and I just, maybe you can talk a little bit about your relationship with biomedicine, because I... I don't know if that's a you know, you've been with them from a long time before or just recently or kind of advisor or so. Maybe you can tell a little bit about that. So the bite masons, um, they picked up they picked up granary as a product uh, to mm. kind of fill out some of their their DeFi layer, um, mm. and so we. Uh, we made a deal whenever that happened to to bring on to bring on granary as like a full bite masons product, which means that all the support and everything from them would be given to the granary and in exchange for that, you know, I was brought on board. Um and so uh I'm a newer I'm a newer bite mason, but um I, I, I found it to be a really good group. Um, they have a lot of they have a lot of experience between them. Uh, they were most of them were security engineers before they got into crypto full time. Um, yeah. And so, like having that sort of experience and that sort of focus on security from the very beginning is really helpful. Uh, they've only had one exploit, and it was the recent uh, multi-strategy exploit. So they've they have a pretty strong history on that side, and I'm I'm proud to be related to them. Uh, it's a good group. Cool. I think uh, Biomason is one of the most respected projects in Phantom ecosystem because they've been here since the beginning and the team is kind of consists of a you know a lot of well well known people in the space and they're very knowledgeable. But I think I think people love them. We love them as well. It's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, so tell me more. Tell me because you haven't talked much about um, about the future of of Podtown, and I want to hear. I want to hear like more about. Um, are you trying to build Podtown more as like a as a as a DeFi product, or are you trying to build it more as a metaverse and? Are you committed to doing a metaverse, even if even if it's uh, only on Phantom? Or are you are you committed to doing a metaverse that like kind of spans chains? Like, what's what's your what's your plan for for Podtown? So initially, uh, back in like October or November last year, we set out to build Podtown as a DeFi metaverse, where we integrate a lot of uh, DeFi activities into our metaverse and make it a one-stop shop for people to make money from DeFi and let's say just hang out and have fun and so there will be two layers to that metaverse the first one is to make money uh, we we will kind of both build some 
DeFi utilities by ourselves, you, know, you see with the compiler or with the wallet tracker, things like that. And on the other hand, we try to onboard other DeFi projects and integrate with them. We talk with Vetroban, um, we talk with uh, Spirit Swap, and you know, but sorry. Oh, no, that's no problem. Sorry. Also, Spirit Swap, uh, just to fill in this this gap, Spirit Swap has uh, has released their new platform, and that's very impressive. Like, um, that's really cool. Yeah, I I think a month ago I I talked to them asking them to be on our show because they 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 was the biggest supporter of Portals in the day one and had a very good relationship with them. And then um, I think. Last month I asked them to be on the show and they were just so busy with the new launch. Maybe we can get them to be on later this month or next month. But I think the team is good and what they're building is kind of cool. And they are one of the OG in the Phantom community. People respect them, so I love that. Um, back to the the story of Port Town, which is... Uh, I was talking about the original vision of Portal uh, to be the DeFi metaverse, but then after a while, um, DeFi kind of went down a little bit. So we are we're still going toward that path, but we're trying to revise our plan a little bit. And along with building the metaverse, which I think uh, still the primary mission for us right now. We are, at this moment, during the bear market, um, we decided that releasing the metaverse and more NFT stuff will not be a good time for that. So we switched our focus into building the infrastructure for Web3, which is uh, building a data infrastructure. Um, kind of we raw data from all the different changes into a one single hub where people can just plug in, you know, get a an API endpoint from our database and then other devs, other projects can just build on top of it. Like we have a single database endpoint. Um, we we treat the DeFi app like pot wallet or compiler or even the NFT aggregator, just one utility on top of our data infrastructure. So this is something to be one of our big best for tomorrow because I mean the trend the trend may come and go, but the data is there forever. So who controls the data is gonna kind of have the market in, in hand. So a big batch for the next part would be building that infrastructure. And until the next boom run, we are gonna slowly build up the database, the infrastructure, the data engine, and open that up for the community to build on top of it. So for right now, if you wanna build a uh, DeFi or NFT project, it's gonna, kind of hard to handle the data. So we are trying to make it easy by, you know, just build the existing infrastructure and people just 
get the data from us directly. So that's something we've been working under the hood and not a lot of people know about that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see what all y'all come up with. And I think that y'all are going about it the right way. So absolutely. Um, fantastic. I think that, that a lot of brands are starting to realize that they, um, they don't need their own metaverses. Uh, they can build within existing ones. And that's, that's kind of Granary's plan. Um, and that's that's my own plan for some other stuff as well. So uh, I can't I can't wait, man. Uh, by the way, are you in are you in San? Speaking of other things, are you in San? You mean Solana? San, my my own my own project, San. Ah, uh, yeah, San. <laughs> yeah, I told yeah. you I joined the server, but uh, I don't know what to do there, man. I I think I got the the drone friends. Can I, yeah, um, I'm in it here right now, friends. Yeah. Check it uh, what does it do, man? T- tell me a little bit about that. Like, <laughs> it's time for you to to do the PR. <laughs> Dude, friends, uh, that, that whole server. My my issue with it is that we're starting out as a free mint, right? Um, and we're we're charging we're charging people to actually like soul bind the NFTs. Uh, mm-hmm. but the the initial distribution of the NFTs is going to be a free mint. And because of the way that free mint servers usually go, which is, you know, they go crazy. They go nuts. They go stupid. Um, you'll get thousands of people in there just, like, screaming. Um, so because of that, we decided to, to cap off the server really early to preserve the community. And um, so as we've been doing that and then slowly letting people in with these friends roles and these other, this other stuff... Um, so that's that's kind of what's going on with that, but yeah, we're we're actually going to be a music streaming service, um, and so we're not going to compete with Spotify or Audius or anything. We're going to incorporate Spotify and Audius, and we're going to be like a digital service provider for for music for musicians. So we're actually going to help people distribute their music, do their marketing, do their do their different uh, business aspects because. Honestly, artists aren't great at that sort of stuff, right? Um, right. We're gonna have uh, live events. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have physical items that that we make, uh, like merch and, and things like that. We already have one of our our first items that's in that's in um, manufacturing right now, and we should start getting some of those manufacturing samples uh, during September. So. Uh, Son's a really interesting project. Project. Um, sorry, you're still in the friend zone there, but you'll be in the friend zone for a while, probably. Um, but there, there actually is a a a contest right now that lets you get out of the friend zone, get full member status. Um, you just have to you just have to go and and do a couple things. Uh, you can look at the friend or the friends channel, and you can actually just look for the pinned post. And, and follow the directions on the pin post and I'm gonna be letting like two hundred and fifty people in that way. So I'd say do it's we pretty... have a, uh, do we have a back door where we can just come in and say, Hey, I'm a friend of Foo and Foo sent me here to play in the role. <laughs> no, because I know I know I know I know too many people, right? So like everybody would just be doing that. <laughs> so, so no, I'm like I'm like, no man, if you wanna if you wanna get in you gotta you gotta do do the things that everybody else does. You gotta you gotta shill the 
fill the, uh, the the promotion or whatever it is. Um, I'm I'm being pretty brutal about it, to be honest with you, my guy. Man, this is sad. This is sad. But yeah, that's what it is. So um, I think I think what you guys been doing is pretty interesting. Not so many projects out there doing NFT with the music and you know kind of audio file. So I think there's something very interesting. And would you say this is the next big thing? So because um, we're gonna say it to a lot of our podcast listeners. <laughs> So yeah. um, it's time for you to, you know, kind of give a one-liner of why this is going to be the next big thing and, you know, where they can find out about it and get on board. Um, I would say where they could find out about it is they, they could follow the, the San Sound 3 uh, Twitter, which is exactly as it sounds, just S-A-N-S-O-U-N-D, and then the number three, so San Sound 3. As the Twitter, turn on notifications, um, like turn on the little bell, um, because we're going to be offering lots of chances to get into the to the Discord, and we're going to be screening for bots aggressively. Um, and the one-liner, I would say, is uh, music distribution incorporating Web3. And that's that's what I would say. So we're, we're helping out artists, we're helping out fans, um, and... The other thing, I guess the, the, the other side of that is that we're actually going to have like a listen to earn feature for our token. So nice. the way that you're going the way that you're going to earn your token, um, the money in that side of things is actually by listening to music. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's pretty um, groundbreaking. But the thing is is that I'm tired of, of all these services where you know, you've heard the phrase that if you don't if you don't paying for the product you're, you are the product. You are the product. Yeah. Right. And, and the reason that that is is because of the data and the, the sales that, that go on for that data, everyone that's selling your data. Instead of doing that, you can actually own your own data, own your own profile, and then you can actually get rewarded directly for that data. So what we're doing with it, we're making money off of your data. And if we're making money off of your data, you should be making money off of your data. And that's the, that's the overall idea. Right, right. So this, you have, uh, you get to listen to music and make money at the same time, isn't it? Good. <laughs> Yo, where have you been, man? Just for one second, you kind of, I lost you there. Yeah, you kicked me. You kicked me off for the, <laughs> for the, the, <laughs> the Discord thing. Kicked me off. But yes, you know, you know, that's that's true. You get to listen to music. And um, you get to monetize that experience at the same time. So you get to earn money for, for listening to music, for, for voting on your favorite artists, for, for everything. So, yeah. And we, we're, our launch, our, our preliminary launch is, is scheduled to be in the middle of September. Um, so, anyway. Um, yeah, that's Son. Awesome. I, awesome. Yeah. So, guys, check it out. It's S-A-N Sound 3. Why number mm-hmm. 3? Mm-hmm. I'll probably I'll probably drop it in y'all's general channel too over in Podtown. Yeah, um, maybe we include it in the uh, description of the podcast later on. Yeah. And I think we are reaching the one hour mark here, so maybe one last question before we close it. 
um, this something just um, if you, someone is completely new to crypto and you've been crypto that long, uh, what do you want them to know or do right now? Uh, I would just say that crypto is all about ownership. So owning owning your own data, owning your own um, banking, owning your own investments. Uh, crypto is all about ownership. So I would say that just uh, learn as much as you can uh, before investing money into anything. And uh, typically, if people are promising you the moon, they will never, ever come close to delivering it. Um, j- j- just try to invest within people that within people, within projects that are reasonable, that show you an actual product that, that, ex- that can explain where the money's coming from and where it's going. And uh, just do, do your research and, and, and play it safe. That's it. Very well. Very well. So thank you, Fluke, for coming in today. We really appreciate it. And I think that was fun talking to you. We should do this right, in the next couple of months where we have more updates from your project and you know, your personal journey. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, Absolutely. That's about it. Thank you, everyone.